Welcome to Great Welcome to One Drink, a podcast where we talk about one topic for one drink. I'm Oliver. I'm Matthew. And I just hit my chest really hard. Yeah. Well, this week, uh, we are featuring October 11th to October 17th, as well as two Gotta do them. Gotta do them. And I have a history story here today that I guarantee nobody has heard of. Alright. I like it. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Um, it would be cool, but it wasn't cool at the same time. Okay. So that'll be All right. Out. So one of those kind of depends yeah. on the way you look at it. Yeah. Or whether you got screwed or not <laughs> yeah, in this exactly. situation. Hopefully you were at the right place at the right time right. type of thing. Right. <clears throat> so I'm going to go October 12th, 1968. Summer Olympic Games 19 opens at Mexico City, Mexico. Hmm. First time the Olympics in Latin America. Is that the one that goes both ways? Uh, no. <laughs> That one good. <laughs> I was trying to understand how that uh, went. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't. I can't imagine if uh, the Olympics went to Mexico City now. Right. <laughs> oh, no thanks. That would be that, one of the spots right. where I'm not going. No. That's like, why are you? Why are you going to the Olympics? I got free tickets. Yeah. You want them? Right. You can take you them. Are, I'll give you 500 bucks to take these tickets. Right. Down. <laughs> I will give you 500 bucks. I'll give you $500. <clears throat> oh, all right, I'm going to take us to October 11th, 1939. Albert Einstein warned President Franklin D. Roosevelt that his theories <clears throat> could lead to Nazi Germany's development of an atomic bomb. Oh. Einstein the, uh, suggested that the U.S. develop its own bomb. Uh, the result was the top-secret Manhattan Project. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> that dude was Einstein. Yeah, I, mean. I know. I mean, and he was German, too. So, I mean, it's a good thing that he was yeah. over here. And that's what I'm saying. Because if he was over there, it history would not all, be what it all, is. We'd all be going like this right now, <laughs> yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. And speaking freaking German and sounding angry all the time. Can you imagine this show if we were doing it in German? I mean... Thanks to right. oh, ha Just big steins of beer. Right. Just, well, I could go for that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that'd I be the only cool part right. about it. <laughs> and we're just wasted. We're just like right. just, just yelling at each other. <laughs> but it's actually funny. It sounds like we're cursing each other's right. mothers out, and what we're actually laughing. It's such an angry language. Uh, it is. It is. <clears throat> okay, this one is for everybody. October fourteenth, nineteen fifty-seven. The Everly Brothers single, Wake Up, Little Susie, Wake Up, number one in the United States. That's going to be the second song that's stuck in my head today. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, that song still to this day. It's going to be that and 50 Cent, My Buddy. (laughs) It's stuck in my head all day now. Wake Up, My Buddy. (laughs) My Buddy. Wake Up. (laughs) So, yeah, this song still, I mean, everybody knows this song. Yep. No matter what age, if you're 90 or even if you're nine, yeah, you've heard. You should know the song. Little Susie, wake up! So you all are welcome to start your week off with that song stuck in your head. Suckers, enjoy. <laughs> all right, so for my final one, I'm going to take us to October 13th, 1792. Now, mm. George Washington, he is the. Um, the staple of this show. Most talked about individual yep. on this show for sure. Yeah. And I got another one involving him. <laughs> um, the cornerstone of the White House was laid by George Washington himself. Mm-hmm. 
The building, located at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, is three <clears throat> stories tall with over 100 rooms oh, cool. and was designed by James Hoban. In November of 1800, President John Adams and his family <clears throat> moved in. The building was first known as the Presidential Palace, but uh. acquired the name White House uh, about <clears throat> 10 years after its completion. Uh, it was burned by British troops in 1814, what? then reconstructed, refurbished, and reoccupied in 1817. Damn. Yeah. So, so yeah, so George Washington never actually got to be in it. Oh, that's so... It's like you lay the first brick down of a building, and... And it's just the staple of the United States, you know, right. White House. Yeah. Like. And for him, I mean, come on. I know. That would have been... <laughs> Oh, uh, that's the worst. Yeah, laying down the first brick, uh, being the first one in it. You know what I mean? Like, how many things can the guy have? Uh, he was probably pissed too. Oh, he was probably at some crummy apartment down the street. He was extremely pissed. Yep. He was like, "Man, son of a." And man. you know, in his in his mind, he was like, "This thing's gonna be around for quite some time." Yeah, and I'm not gonna be able to. And stay I'm never this. gonna be able to stay in it. You know, he did something. There's something there that he. At least did. You know, yeah. like how people put their handprints mm-hmm. in cement or something. Yeah. Damn, I feel bad. There's probably some brick somewhere that says, this is my house, bitch. Yeah. GW. Oh, that'd be so sweet to find that. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am. This is my shit. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay, here we go. This is what I was talking about earlier. October 17th, 1814. The London Beer Flood. Ooh. Beer Flood. Beer Flood. A flood of beer. <laughs> a flood of beer. I'm in. Yep. Uh, was an accident at the Mew and Company Horseshoe Brewery in London. It's Mew? Mew, I think. Mew. Is that his? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, if I was going to say it, I would have said Mew-X, which it's not Mew-X. Mew. Yeah. It took place when one of the 22-foot-tall wooden vats of fermenting porter bursts. The the pressure of the escaping liquid dislodged the valve on another vessel and destroyed several large barrels. Between 128,000 and 330,000 imperial gallons of beer were released in total, killing nine people, unfortunately. Just beer. So the best day ever of beer. (laughs) So people are just scooping. Oh. Bailing beer. Running home with buckets, yeah. except for the nine. Mm-hmm. Except mm-hmm. drowned in beer. Or got crushed by yeah. something. Boy, that sucked. Death by beer. Death by beer. Not even hammered. No, no. You're not. What happens if you drown in beer? You get drunk first? I'm assuming. Before you, you go? You, I mean. Just die wasted? Yeah. So you're just like, oh, shit. Oh, you know, you shit. go up for a little bit of uh, air, right. but then you're like, I'll take another sip. I keep swallowing. And now you're dizzy. You're like, oh, fuck. That's a lot of fucking shit. beer, though. Yeah. 300,000 gallons of beer. The old London beer flood. Gal. Which Ooh. now all of you know, and I don't think that'll ever happen. Well, well what, what if the Genesee Brewery... Yeah, but it's all metal and stuff, though. And yeah. You know what I mean? They got pressure valves all over the place, and they know if something ain't Do you think right. they have more than um, 330,000 gallons? No. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It would just honest. go right into the river, though, and then... Oof. Right. Genesee River. Have some Genesee beer. It probably would make the river a little better, unfortunately. Might clean it up a little bit. <laughs> the alcohol might <laughs> detoxify it a little bit or something. 
Okay, so it's time. Medal of Honor, baby. Let's do it. Medal of Honor. I'm going to start it off. Vietnam War, U.S. Army. Private Louis Edward Willett. Willett distinguished himself while serving as a rifleman in Company C during combat operations. His squad was conducting a um, security sweep when it was made contact with large enemy force. The squad was immediately engaged with a heavy volume of automatic weapon fire and pinned to the ground. Despite deadly fusillade... What's that? Fuel? Fusillade? Fusillade. Am I saying I don't know. You had that word last week in the show, too. Fusillade. Whatever that is. I want to say maybe it's oil. Fusillade. I don't know. Willett rose to his feet, firing rapid bursts from his weapon as he moved into position from which he placed highly effective fire on the enemy. His actions allowed the remainder of his squad to begin to withdraw from the superior enemy force toward the company perimeter. Uh, Private Willett covered the squad's withdrawal, but <clears throat> his position drew heavy enemy machine gun fire and he received multiple wounds, enabling the enemy gain to pin down the remainder of the squad. So he just jumped up, you know, he took the heat mm-hmm. for all his squad and then his squad... So fusillade, yeah. a series of shots fired oh. or missiles thrown all at the same time or in quick succession. Wow. So it's like a barrage of fire. Yeah. Which makes it even more... Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. So now I'm never going to forget that word. Yep. Awesome. And that's t- crazy at the same time. Uh, Private Willett struggled to, <coughs> struggled to an upright position and disregarded his painful wounds. He again engaged the enemy fire with his rifle, allowed his squad to continue its movements to evacuate several of its comrades who were now wounded. Moving from position to position, he engaged uh, the enemy at close range until he was mortally wounded. By his unselfish acts of bravery, uh, Private Willett ensured the withdrawal of his comrades to the company position, saving their lives and the cost of his life. Private uh, Willett's valorous actions were in keeping with the highest traditions of the U.S. Army and reflect great credit upon himself and the armed forces of his country. So that one guy, again, another one of these Changed stories. the whole outcome. The whole outcome. The whole scenario. He gave it up for all his wounded yep. soldiers and all his um, soldiers in his uh, platoon to survive. Yep. One guy. Yep. One guy Whew. and his actions. It's crazy. Can, can have such a, <laughs> such a dramatic effect, effect mm. on so many things. You know what I mean? A mission is a success because of one guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or ten people don't die because of one guy. One guy. You know what I mean? And he did it. You know, he was was there to win. Yep. For sure. So, I got another one real similar to this guy. Mm -hmm. His name is Private Pedro Cano. Yeah. U.S. Marines, World War II. I feel like we haven't had one from the Marines in a while. No. Um, On the afternoon of the second, um, American infantrymen launched an attack against German emplacements, but were repulsed by enemy machine gun fire. Armed with a rocket launcher, Private Cano crawled through a densely mined area. So he's he's crawling with a rocket launcher through landmines. And you don't know where they are. No, no. Yeah, no thanks. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so he was crawling through a densely mined area. Under heavy enemy fire and successfully of reached course. a point within 10 yards of the nearest emplacement. He quickly fired a rocket into the position, killing the two gunners and five supporting riflemen. Nice. So he crawled across mines while getting shot at, yeah. got within 10 meters, shot a rocket at him, Bam. and killed seven of them. The whole, the whole machine gun nest. That's good. 
Without hesitating, he fired into a second position, <clears throat> killing two more gunners, and proceeded to assault the position with hand grenades, <laughs> killing several others and uh, despairing the rest. Then, with an adjacent company, in, when an adjacent company encountered heavy fire, Private Cano crossed his company front, crept within 15 yards of the nearest enemy emplacement, and killed the two machine gunners with a rocket. Nice. So that's three machine gun pits he's taken out with rockets and grenades. Yeah. And he's getting close. And he's getting real close. <laughs> no. Ten yards, man. That's, that's 30 feet. Yeah. He's not just far away. He's right. Like, he's I'm gonna, right there. I'm going to get you. Right. Wow. And with a rocket, too. Yeah. You've got to stand up and... Jeez. With another round, um, he killed the gunners and destroyed a second gun. So now he's up to four. Mm-hmm. On the following day... Okay. His company renewed the attack and again encountered heavy machine gun fire. Mm. Private Cano, armed with his rocket launcher, again moved across fire-swept terrain and destroyed three enemy machine guns in succession, killing the six gunners. Wow. Two days in a row. Yeah. He got a total of seven machine gun nests. So this dude is like a professional rocket launcher. Apparently. You know what I'm saying? He's That's the his best rocket launcher. That was his weapon. Fuck, man. Private Cano's yeah, extraordinary that's... heroism and selflessness above and beyond the call of duty are in keeping with the highest traditions of the military service and reflect great credit upon himself, his unit, and the United States Army. That is badass. Dude. And he lived. <clears throat> that's awesome. And they won, and it's... It... <clears throat> And you got to think, back then, those rocket launchers weren't, you know, what they are. They're not are. these tiny little ones where you can just kind of throw them on your back and yeah. just go. It had to They're... have been, you know, the box. Right. And, you know, he's he's jing, crawling jing, jing. through mines. He's just like, what? Right. While getting shot at. And then he's lobbing grenades. This dude's a, yeah. he's he's like, an animal. He's like gun. Right. I don't. I got a rocket. I don't bro. use a gun, you pussy. Never once did it say that he even <laughs> shot a gun. No, he's like I am. I I I launch rockets and throw grenades, and I take out. I'm that guy. I take out platoons, right? Not just individuals. Right. <laughs> nuts, man. That's a good one. That's nuts. That guy's nuts. <clears throat> I like it. Yeah, and he lived to find another day. Good stories. I like it. Yep, they're always good. They're always good. Damn. So, yes, that is our one drink for our history show yep. and Medal of Honor. Yeah. <clears throat> um, great stories. Yeah. I liked them. Yep. we got an awesome show coming up this week for you guys. We, we have uh, two guests what? coming on. Um, they Damn. are uh, a couple friends of mine. They're starting up their own podcast here in Rochester. Mm-hmm. Um, and my buddy Kyle called me up and he was like, hey, man. He's like, uh, I'm starting up a podcast. I like it. Give me the, the bare necessities. What do I need mm-hmm. to get started? What should I what should I get to get started? And I think we know a little something about that. We know exactly what not to start with. Yes. Correct. So I basically leapfrogged <clears throat> them probably three stages ahead from uh-huh. where we started. And that's where I got them. And this is going to be a local podcast? Local podcast, yep. yeah. Um, not sure exactly what the topics are going to be. You're just going to have to wait and find out. Yep. Watch the show on Wednesday. But don't forget, you can catch all of our <clears throat> full-length shows, including this one where we will tell our origin stories mm-hmm. here at One Drink Podcast. Oh, we'll hear how their journey has started so far. I like it. Um, and we'll give some tips and tricks along the way that we've learned. Um, some hard knocks. Some Ooh, We're still learning. Oh, yeah. We're still learning. We just had audio issues last <laughs> week where the whole show didn't have any audio. 
Uh, you want to know why? Because I had an update on on the software that we used to record this, and it reverted everything back uh, to default. So check your default settings. It's cool. At least now we're getting guests, so yeah. we're doing something right. You know, it's also cool. <clears throat> got a camera here. Got a camera here. Yep. We're 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 loaded now. <laughs> loaded for bear, baby. And we don't have a, a one dollar uh, tablecloth no. hanging behind us. God, but two one dollar tablecloth, different colors. Yes, different colors. Yeah. Two different shades of yeah. green. But don't forget, guys, you can definitely <laughs> check out all those shows every Wednesday as well as all these history and Medal of Honor stories every Monday on both Facebook and YouTube. Yep. And, don't and forget, just share with one person. Yep. Just that. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. And share it with your mama! Please! Please! And don't forget to hit that sub button and click <clears throat> on the bell notification to be the first one notified when our new episodes drop. Yep. Until next time, guys. See ya! Cheers! What's up, guys? Matt and Oliver here from One Drink Podcast, and today we have a special shout-out. Yes, so if you are out and about in Rochester and we see you wearing one of Alex's shirts, hoodies, anything, we will buy you one drink, we'll take a picture, and share it on both social media. Yeah, Yeah, and both Gods and Gladiators and One Drink Podcast. Yeah, share the love. Share the love.